Hey y'all, we're back for our special edition episode for our power, NFL power ranking for the 2020 NFL season. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we're back at it again. Yeah. And for those of you wondering, there, I don't actually have a backdrop. I am Lamar Jackson in sunglasses. Yeah. This is just this. This is it. You're looking at it right now. Yeah. 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 And as Lamar, as Lamar Jackson, back in college. Yep, and as Lamar Jackson would say, let's get a beer and talk about the power rankings. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's just okay. get right into it. Um, okay. So we're gonna, yeah. to, we're gonna yeah we're gonna try to keep we're gonna try and keep this nice and short for y'all. So we're gonna um, so here's our rankings. You'll be able to see them on the screen. Um, so I mean, as you can see, me and Max actually have pretty similar rankings. They're not too too different. I mean. Overall, they actually, I was actually pretty impressed with how similar that they were. Um, but Max, you had a yeah. couple teams you wanted to quickly just touch on a little bit, just to kind of uh, talk yeah, about yeah. this episode. Be- before we get into that, I, I want to ask how you kind of came up with your list, how you made it, because I feel yeah. like we probably took a similar route into yeah. making it. Yeah. Um, so I'll just quickly go over it. But my essentially what I did is the big thing I took into account is taking um, their last season success and taking into account the moves they made in the off season. So that includes drafts, free agency, trades, whatever the case may be, just whatever players were going back and forth. And then in very in a few in a few very rare situations, I actually looked at the schedule to determine what the kind of who which team had the easiest schedule because that obviously plays a big part in how good a team's gonna do in the year. But generally speaking, I tried to limit that aspect and just tried to do best on paper going into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. And for those of you that want to make your own power list, power ranking list, and don't know where to start, I think that's that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, for me, at least, the way I kind of rationalized it is I I separated the entire league into five tiers. The first tier being the Super Bowl contenders, so the Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, and Saints for me. The second tier are could-be contenders, but they're definitely in contention for a wild-card spot. So that's, for for me at least, that's from the, the Buffalo Bills to roughly the, the Indianapolis Colts. Right. And then the three was the tough one. I think it was just the teams that could be contending for wild-card spots, but could also just be really bad. You don't really know. Yeah. It just depends. And that's the wild-cards. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the Patriots, the Bucks, the Broncos, Browns, Steelers, I have all those teams in there. Uh, four are Tier four are the teams that could go up, but at the moment, I just don't have them that high, and they're just better teams. Mm-hmm. And five are just, you know, the bottom. The bottom, the worst, like the, not really like the, didn't suck, but they're the worst in the league, really. I mean, yeah. there's kind of, no, kind of no better way to put it. Yeah, like like you said, I had a lot of difficulty ranking teams in the in the bottom tier above each other because they're all kind of around the same level, and I just I I feel bad putting a team last when they have some good pieces, but that's just it's just the way it goes sometimes. Regardless of how who who you put last, they, I mean every team has good players. There's no way around it. This is a this is like we're talking about like teams with the one percent of the human population. So I mean yeah. Regardless of who you put at the bottom, there's going to be players who on that team that are really good. But anyways. Absolutely. And speaking of last place, I know this wasn't all that popular. Not a lot of people had this team last, but I put the Winnipeg, I put, no, not the Winnipeg Jets. What am I saying? The New York Jets. 
I had the New York Jets in last place. And the, the reason why I have them below teams like the Lions and the Redskins and the Dolphins and the Bengals yeah. and the Jaguars is just I looked at the roster and it is just underwhelming to me. I, I don't know. They brought in they brought in Mackay Becton and Denzel Mims. Those were big needs, but they were awful in those positions. And those picks make them slightly less awful. Yeah. And they're stacked up against teams that are that aren't already not awful in those positions. And Sam Darnold just I feel like he doesn't have a lot of help. And Le'Veon Bell doesn't have help either. If if they're gonna keep lining him up in Wildcat, it's not gonna work. It hasn't worked. And their defense is still, besides, you know, Quentin Williams, who could take a jump, Jamal Adams, Marcus May, who I think is a very good cornerback, CJ Mosley, the former Raven. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It, I just their roster is incredibly underwhelming to me. It, I just I look at it and I think I would love to play that team twice a year. So I feel I feel a little more decent for the Patriots and the Bills because they get to play that team twice a year. And I don't know. I just I just didn't see any reason why they'd be better than the Lions. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I so I had them ranked at 26. And in hindsight, looking back on it now, I kind of I, I wish I ranked them a bit lower. I wouldn't put them last because I do think some of the pieces on the team are pretty good. I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, but my initial reason for putting them at 26 is I am kind of anticipating Sam Darnold to take a bit of a big jump this year. Um, and again, like we've seen this in the league before, but quarterback play plays a huge impact on how teams can do in the regular season. And I could see, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I, I could see Sam Darnold taking a bit of a jump, becoming a lot better than he was last year. Uh, but as you mentioned, like a lot of the pieces around him were just really underwhelming. They lost Robbie Anderson, who was their best wide receiver last year. So that, that was a big loss to an already, to an already underwhelming offense. Le'Veon Bell had a pretty disappointing year after his holdout season. And just even the defense just isn't great. Like Keenan Williams basically has to carry that defense because there's, again, there's not a lot there. Because, I mean, Jamal, Jamal Adams um, or Adams is probably going to be holding out for uh, for a while anyway. So Yeah, they, he did say he was going to hold out. And that's that's really tough on the morality or not on the morality, on the morale of a defense. Yeah. And, and one, on a team and as one, a whole. And one last thing about the Jets is that that team is, as you mentioned, that division, although the Patriots got worse, the Patriots got quite a bit worse this, uh, in the offseason, that division got a whole lot better, including the Giants. Like, the Giants are going to, I mean, I'm yeah, thinking they're going to go They're still, sorry, what's that? Are you talking about the Dolphins? The Bills? No, the, or, no. All right. All right, never mind, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting conferences mixed up. Never mind, my bad, my bad. My bad. We, we have so many things we want to say that we're just getting the yeah. messed up. Exactly. We're, we're yeah. so ready. We're so ready. We are so opinionated. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I like what you said about Sam Darnold taking the jump. I, yeah. I think it's absolutely fair. I think he's primed to do it at some point. My only thing is, if you see jumps from quarterbacks in the bottom, like Tua and Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford and Dwayne Haskins. And Darnold's also taking that jump. If they're all taking jumps, I take all of their rosters over the Jets roster. That's that's kind of yeah, what I have. That's it. why I have yeah. them below. Just because I don't think the – I think if they're in a position where if Darnold doesn't play well, the offense will stagnate. And if he plays well, then the offense will play well. But the defense might not hold up as well. And the other teams sure. will just do better. That's just – that's kind of yeah. where I was going with it. 
Um, yeah, so I think there's another... T- so we'll just wrap that... We'll, we'll kind of wrap up the conversation we had about the Jets. But I think there are some, a couple other teams you wanted to talk about. Um, a lot of pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I love that you did this. I really do. But I, I love that you also put the Ravens at one. I put the Ravens at one, too. And yeah. I think, I personally think, paper, they're the best team in the league. The reason why I put them above yeah. the Chiefs, who we both put number two, is just because they both have the incredible upside of guys like Mahomes and Lamar. Justin Tucker and Lamar. No, I'm not talking, Lamar Jackson. But Justin, <laughs> Justin Tucker's Mr. Reliable. He's the most reliable player in the NFL. Don't, not a competition. He's the most reliable yeah. player in the NFL. Um, but I think they both have incredible upside with guys like that. And now the Ravens bring in guys like Patrick Queen that have incredible upside in the linebacker core. And they have guys like Marquise oh. Brown, Hollywood, incredible upside. It, they have, and guys, um, what's his name? Marlon Humphrey, amazing player. Mm-hmm. Just incredible upside on the roster as well as being super sturdy with guys like Ronnie Stanley and Orlando Brown being anchors on the, uh, on the tackle positions. Guys like uh, Matthew Judon, who solidly got over 10 sacks last year. Just great. Pl- Marcus Peters, too. Great play across the roster. And the Chiefs have that upside with guys like Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman and, uh, and even guys in the back end like Tyron Matthew. But they, they're just not as sturdy, I don't think. And I think the Ravens are just better on, on paper, and that's why they were the number one seed last year. Yeah, no, I think you absolutely nailed it. Um, there's not really much I can really add to that. I think on no disrespect to the Chiefs at all, but um, I was kind of telling this to one of my friends uh, yesterday, but um, the Chiefs didn't really do much this offseason, and I think the Ravens actually did a lot to improve their team. And although I understand they're the, the um, Super Bowl champions, uh, at a certain point, standing pat actually probably is a bit of a disadvantage if you look at what the Ravens did. But yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. And I just think on paper, the Ravens are a little bit more talented than the Chiefs, but it's definitely close. Like, Yeah, the game I'm looking forward to the most this year is that week three Sunday night matchup between the Chiefs and the Ravens. That'll be so yeah, much fun. That'll be good. And I, be good. I think it's in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken, but mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that. I, I wouldn't be if because it's week three. The Chiefs will probably get week one at home, so they can put that banner up. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an Arrowhead, but yeah. if it is Baltimore, I don't think it matters. It'll be a great game regardless. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Might be the only game the Ravens lose this season. Okay, wow, aggressive. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's I think that's just in, we're just in agreement on that. Our top four yeah. are the exact same with the Chiefs yeah. in second, Niners, Niners at third, Saints. At, at fourth we tend to diverge a bit with the end of the top 10 even though our top 10s are pretty yeah. similar yeah. i i put i put the bills at five you think the cowboys and the vikings are better than the bills i think that's yeah. absolutely reasonable to say what i was looking at is just besides the chicago bears the bills have the best defense in the nfl they yeah. they're stacked head to toe and they only made it better and now their offense has a lot of upside bringing in stefan Diggs with josh allen getting better, Dawson Knox getting better, that offensive line with guys like Cody Ford getting better with more time together. I like I like where things could go with that team. And I think their roster is just a little bit better than the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys have an unbelievable mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, again, I think you just nailed it on the head of the Bills. They did a great job this offseason. I, I mean, um, yeah, like they did a great job adding Stefan Diggs. Um, and just adding to that already elite defensive core, like that, 
deep, like as you mentioned, that defense is probably first. In, I would even argue it might be better than the Bears. I mean, that may be, that's probably a controversial statement, but I think that I mean, if they're not better, they're right there with them. And I think just if you look at the division that they're going to be in, um, it's not the strongest. And I think the Bills are head and shoulders above everyone else in that division. Um, and I just and I just think that, that leads away for that leads the way for them to have a potentially like outstanding season. Yeah, they bringing in Mario Addison for the linebackers is incredible. Yeah, bringing yep. AJ Epinesa as an extra edge rusher, he'll be great for a long time. And bringing in Josh Norman as your second I, yeah. cornerback behind yeah. one of the best cornerbacks in the league, Tredavious White. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondary exactly. is going to be nasty. Like, good luck throwing on this team. Good yeah, luck. It's, I don't. Th- I don't yeah. think you can. Jordan Boyer, Micah Hyde are rock solid. Yeah. And this yeah, is kind I of a like small that. thing, but 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 the kicker, the the uh, the kicker they took in the draft as well. That kid's got a leg. Like they Steven Hoshka, uh, they, they had Hoshka last year, but whoever yeah. they, they took some in the draft this year, and he I was Bass, watching I some of the stuff on YouTube. He is oh my god! Like this, like there's not many weak. I mean, on paper, this team doesn't have that many weaknesses. I mean. Like even Devin Devin Singletary, I think is going to take another step this year. So you have, so the rushing and the passing game is going to be elite. Like yeah, and they brought in they brought in Zach Moss. They brought in Zach Moss yeah. to shore up the, the running back core, anyways. Yeah. yeah, like they brought in Zach Moss to replace Frank Gore, and again, I think that's an improvement. Like it's, I think if you look everywhere on the field, they took a huge jump this year. Not sure, not a huge jump, but they made major improvements. That's for sure. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think they're the third best team in the AFC. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think the Titans are that close to them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. yeah. yeah, and I, I, I'm excited to see what the Bills are going to do. Um, speaking about top defenses, we and we have different values on the Bears, which is something I wanted to talk about. You have them yeah. ranked at tenth. I have them ranked at twentieth. Uh, I'm very high wanna, on the Bears. You want to? Do you want to talk about? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Um, so. It's been well documented how good the Bears are, uh, sorry how how good the Bears defense is. Um, we we were just talking about it when we we're talking about the Bills, probably top two, top three defense, and that's not even arguable. I don't care, not an argument. One of the top three defenses in the league, I would say. I would still say they're one or two, depending where you want to put them in relationship to the Bills. Um, but the main reason I was extremely high on the Bills, sorry, extremely high on the Bears is I really like that they brought in Nick Foles. I think that, again, so if, if we take a look at what happened with the Bears when they um, and Mitch Trubisky, I think it was his rookie season, or when, when they went to the playoffs, that team was ridiculous. And that was a Mitch Trubisky, that was a Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. And if you look at the turnover on offense, there's not a huge change there. So I think Nick Foles, like right now, is already so much better than Mitch Trubisky that I think that offense has now has a lot of upside. And then we're talking about a really positive relationship with Matt Nagy and uh, Nick Foles from when they both, when they were both in, um, when they were both in um, St. Louis with the Rams, <laughs> the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> but um, also um, I really like Chuck Pagano was an OC. Like, I think he's, I think he's done a, I mean, he hasn't been great because he hasn't had a lot to work with, with Mitch Trubisky. But again, I think that, just now that they have Nick Foles, there's a lot of offense there. And it's kind of a common theme, like I was mentioning with the Jets, but I think quarterback play can absolutely turn the Bears from one of the worst teams, one of the worst offensive teams last year into arguably one of the best. Okay. I, I see where you're coming from. I, I can't, I cannot agree with you. 
but I see where you're coming sure. from. Just sure. looking at look, I'm sure I know it was the I know it was the Jaguars, but Nick Foles mm-hmm. was not good last year, and he was injured, but he was not good last year. And yeah. looking at Nick Foles' skill set, he's not mobile, and he's not good long range, short range, short and mid range is what he can do. And sure. he's he's playing with guys like David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, who are incredibly underutilized in the system. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about the system a little bit. The system is all about those little gadget plays, the uh, the little end arounds and bootlegs. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that Matt Nagy likes, and that's the kind of thing he did with Trubisky that actually kind of worked. Trubisky was actually more athletic than Nick Foles was. I, Nick Foles is not a great athlete. He can't run very well. He's not his processor, despite being better than Trubisky's and probably a better thrower than Trubisky. I still don't have that much faith because they don't have great they don't have guys besides Allen Robinson that can make plays down the field. Like Taylor Gabriel is fine. Like he's a good player and Anthony Miller is a good player, but I just don't have that much faith in them. And Allen Robinson, if you're up against a team like the, uh, like the Vikings or the Packers, they have to play. They have Jair Alexander and Mike Hughes who shut them down, shut down Allen Robinson. And that, I mean, that's your entire offense there. If, if, if you're trying to throw down the field and you can't really make a play outside, um, I don't. I think their offense is incredibly capped in what it can do. They have a middle of the pack offensive line, and their their play calling is something that other teams have caught up to. And even then, Nick Foles isn't the guy to run it. Trubisky more so is the guy to run it, if we're being completely honest. But Trubisky has proven he's not that great as a quarterback. So don't get me wrong. I think their defense is the best in the league. Bringing in Robert Quinn to replace Leonard Floyd was a great move. And they have their stack. They're stacked at every individual position, left end, right end, defensive tackle, left linebacker, middle linebacker, other, other linebacker, both sides of cornerback are take are taken and looking good. Eddie Jackson, at free safety, strong safety. Good. They're good at every position on defense, which you can't really say for a lot of other teams in the league. Yeah. And they, they have a top three defense and their offense is bottom three. So I can't, I can't, in good conscience, put them in the top half of teams in the league if they can't score points. Sure. I just, and I don't think they can score points. If they're, if you're looking at the teams, they have to play twice a year and mm-hmm. that second place schedule in the and the stacked NFC, I just don't have faith. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say a lot of my decision to put the bears in the top 10 or well, literally at number 10, was a because as you mentioned they have the best defense in the league or one of the best defense in the league and there's going to be games where your defense wins them games and at the same time I'm just banking on uh um, upside from just uh, from just a uh, change of the quarterback position and I um and I and the points you made were, were very good points about you know, like Nick Foles not being the guy to run the offense but at the same time I'm just I'm I'm banking on uh. I think he can do it. I mean, I know it's in the past. Uh, this hasn't exactly been the system that Nick Foles uh, is really has really been the man to run, but I think I think he can do it. He's had, um, and I'm and I'm also basically taking last year as a write off because he basically he like broke his clavicle in like week one or week two, and he was done the whole year. And I don't and I don't think even after he came back he was really the same. So I'm kind of going like going off of his like Philadelphia years. And even then, I think it's, it's obviously not great, but I still think it's an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. Upgrade, sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. 
and yeah. we'll, we'll just have to see how he For plays sure. in that offense. Yeah. But the, the lack of training time to, to gel mm-hmm. with, with Matt Nagy's playbook will hurt yeah. for sure. But that's just yeah. – everyone's going to get that. And the, the, the division's also – as you mentioned, the division's also going to be ridiculously stacked as well with the, uh, with the Vikings getting a lot better in the Packers. But anyways. And the last, the last thing I wanted to talk about were two teams that I had like relatively high and you had mm-hmm. relatively low. And they're both right next to each other. Um, I want to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots, who I have at 13 and 14, respectively. And you have 21 and 22. (laughs) Yeah. So um, these are these are two of the best coach teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Frank Reich has done a great job with what he's had to work with. And so and Bill Belichick, even even more so. So, yeah, the I, I don't have a lot of faith in their quarterback play. I absolutely agree. And that's probably why you put them low. But yep. if you look at their if you look at their rosters specifically with the Colts, I don't think their success as an offense is contingent necessarily on quarterback play. Considering how well they've done how great an offensive line they have and what work they've done in, in the backfield bringing in Jonathan Taylor and having Merlin Mack and Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Merlin Mack very I, underrated unbelievable he's really good yep. yeah and and the defense the defense can make plays and the same thing can be said about the patriots they lost a lot of pieces like deron Harmon and kyle van noy but they they still can make plays donta hightower's still there so I, I mean they'll still be able to get to the quarterback and both both sides still have a lot of their pieces and yeah their their, their offense will look different but i still think that they'll be tough teams to beat uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'll just quickly, uh, I'll just quickly touch on the Colts for a second. Uh, I agree with you that the Colts are one of the best, um, one of, probably one of the best coach teams in the league. I don't think there's any disputing that, just like looking at their track record the last couple of years. Um, but the main thing that I really, uh, again, you, you mentioned it, a lot of it just comes out of quarterback play. I mean, um, I just think that division's ridiculous. Like that, that that division's going to be really tight with the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts. That's already going to be dogfight for the division. Um, and another thing, I just don't think Philip Rivers is, if at all, I don't think he's that much better than Jacoby Brissett. And they didn't really make that many stellar moves in the off season to really make me kind of push them ahead of a lot of these other teams, like the Browns, the Rams, the Cardinals. Like, I just think the teams that I have in front of them did a lot more this offseason um, to kind of bolster their team, or they just thought they were better on paper. And the Patriots are kind of similar in that way. Um, the Patriots, obvi- I'm, everyone knows what happened with the Patriots. They lost Tom Brady, yada, yada, yada. But, again, like, um, I just, you, we don't know what we're going to get out of Jed Hoyer. Or um, who's the other Who's the other guy that they have a quarterback? Did you just say um, Jared Hoyer? I said Jed Hoyer. Yeah, yeah. His name is Brian Hoyer, and the other Brian guy is Jared Hoyer. Stidham. So you mixed them up. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. So you did. Yeah. You did get them both. You got them both. You just got yeah. the first name of one and the last yeah. name of the other. Like Jared <laughs> yeah. Hoyer. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's roll. With yeah. it. I think Jed Hoyer is the the Chicago Cubs GM. But um, no um, <laughs> just you don't like. Again, I I could potentially be way wrong with this. The Patriots still have a great defense. There's no question about that. Like probably in the top tier defense but just that offense is so like even last year 
like there wasn't really much around Tom Brady and we're, we're talking about a team without Tom Brady. And again, um, Tom, we, we talked about this before, but Tom Brady's actually probably been carried a little bit the last couple of years by a, by a really good Patriots defense. But even then, like I still think a Tom Brady last year is better than either Hoyer or a Stidham. Um, and until, and again, I, again, I just, I just don't know what, we're going to get out of Stidham and Hoyer, which is why I had them ranked so low. But if they had still Tom Brady, I'd definitely have them a lot higher, that's for sure. Both teams still have an above average two top... No, no, not above average. A top 10, maybe even top 5 O-line and a great running game. So success for both of them isn't totally contingent on the quarterback playing well. That's fair. And their defenses are... Darius Leonard is... I'm so high on Darius Leonard. That dude's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Darius Leonard and Donta Hightower are two very good defensive players that can help lead lead their teams to like middle of the pack to even positive records. And that's why I have them over teams like the Falcons and the Bucks and the Browns and Steelers. I just, I kind of, I kind of, their floors are higher. That's as far as I'm concerned. Like the the, the Uh, Colts beat the Chiefs last year. Right. Yes. Um, The other thing, just to quickly kind of uh, close off my talks about the Patriots and the Colts. Um, Another reason why, so I think another big reason why I had them, kind of t- like towards middle of the pack kind of middle of the um middle of the middle of the pack is basically those their divisions are going to be ridiculously top this year both the patriots and the browns um all the teams in both their divisions got a lot sorry did a lot um the texans got a little bit worse but i think the titans got a bit better as well and then with the patriots division we like we just talked about the um the bills being head and shoulders above the above the rest of or being one of the best teams in the AFC. The, the Jets are obviously the Jets, but I think the Dolphins also took a lot of really good stats this summer. Um, and I think they're going to be right there with the Patriots as well. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, that's absolutely fair to say. Uh, all right. I think that's, that's all we, that's all I want to touch on for this, this episode. Yeah. No, for uh, sure. Next, next we'll, we'll bring out what I, what I gather from the, the 10 media sources that I, that I took in their their power rankings in May of 2020, and we will compare some teams we think are a little overrated and underrated. The media, just a just a little sneak peek. Yeah, the media so is stupid. Out. They're all stupid. Yeah. I'm smart. I'm smart. They're not. <laughs> and you'll see why in the next episode. Yeah. Stick around. Stick around.